Welcome back to JK We're Mature, the podcast talking about things that interest young people. But this week, we're talking about scary stories that have been submitted by those listening, as well as a couple of our own. Um, I think we'll be making a couple of comments on the stories themselves. I have edited some of them for clarity and uh, privacy, a couple of them, and we hope you enjoy. All right, let's get into it. Uh, the first story is by someone who has self-titled as Still Afraid of the Dark. Uh, these stories will be told in the first person. I think I was about seven, and I was in Brownie's weekend camp. The older girls on the other side of the pavilion were telling spooky stories. Don't laugh at me, okay? I was in Brownie's. So... <laughs> I'm sorry, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm not restarting. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, I was in Brownie's. I remember behind them was a glassed-in area that had a large table and chairs that we used for games when it was raining. This room was only accessible from our area and was always locked until needed. That night, there were four other girls camping on my side of the room, and we were sitting, facing the guides that were telling the scary stories. One of the guides' stories included a baby, and when she started talking about it, the glass window lit up with a soft glow and we could hear a baby crying. The other girls began screaming before they ran out of the pavilion. My zipper was caught on my sleeping bag and I wasn't able to get out. One of the girls ended up running back in, grabbing my sleeping bag and dragging me down the stairs and outside. The whole time I was alone in the pavilion, I could still hear the baby crying and see the soft glow in the window. While this is not my scariest experience, it is one that I had at quite a young age. Okay, so that... That's freaky. That is freaky. Just the whole camp setting makes me think that it was probably just some, like, older counselors prank. That's what I was thinking, too. But still. Yeah. It's kind of messed up to do that to kids. Yeah. that's Well, that's part of why I was wondering if it is, I guess, not the the counselors. Because, like, especially this person saying they're seven. Like, that's really kind of messed up to do to a seven-year-old and, I guess, the other group. I mean, like... If you're a sadist looking to <laughs> harshly prank young children, you're not going to get in many more positions of power than this. Yeah. Also, a lot of teenagers are just terrible people. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll give you that. All um, right. What were you? What, what did you think about this story? So I think I agree with you for the for the first story that it's most likely counselors deciding to prank their kids, but kind of think it's a little messed up to be completely honest. Hopefully it didn't traumatize them. <laughs> well, I would say that they're laughing about it now, but we're the ones laughing about it now. Yeah. So maybe it did traumatize them. Who knows? Okay. So this next story is credited to someone else. It's not very long, but uh, here it is. We had moved to a new home, and I had the basement bedroom, which had curtains instead of a door. I usually read late, and one night I saw a hand coming through the curtains. The hand stopped at just past the wrist area and seemed to float in about three feet past the door. I hid under the covers with my eyes peeking out and watched it levitate for a few minutes, or so it seemed. Then it just simply disappeared into thin air. I never saw the curtains move, so if the hand went back through the curtain, it somehow didn't touch them at all. Again, freaky. That's... Imagine. Okay, maybe it's like uh, sleep paralysis. Yes, yeah, sleep paralysis. 
or I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to, I don't, not discounting this person's experience. I don't want to discredit anyone's experience. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. I just don't believe in the supernatural. So yeah, I'm going to be looking for uh, explanations. Yeah. I think part of it is, especially just moving into a new home, if you're reading at night, you're in the basement, like there is already some kind of creepy tones to that or just unsettling. So I guess that would be part of it, but. It also depends on what you're reading. Yes. (laughs) I don't know what they're reading, so maybe they're just. (laughs) A textbook on phantom limb syndrome. Honestly, it could be that. Some people, man, I don't understand what they're reading, but. That was, that was a really good joke. I'm going to keep that one for later. All right. (laughs) Okay. So the third story is credited to to someone called Scared Shitless. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know. This is going to be good. So a buddy of mine and I went to the island to see this ghost that was rumored to live there. Supposedly, there was an accident in the 50s or sometime back. I know that there are many versions of the story, but the one I heard was that a guy ran his bike off the road and was killed. Some say he lost his head. Some say other things, but you get the point. The story goes that if you're driving up the island road in the dark, you'll see a headlight coming at you, which goes right through you and you get the creeps. So, of course, we had to see. We were biking up the island road on his motorcycle, and a headlight came right at us, just like the story said. Out of nowhere. We were about to swerve, but the headlight seemed to go through us. When I turned to look back, all I could see was a red taillight, and that's it. That fucking made me shit my pants. Why am I laughing? Because the person shit their pants. Yeah. The way they worded this, especially when I was reading it at first, it was just an odd thing to read honestly also did they shit their pants on the motorcycle because that's not (laughs) that's rough yeah imagine explaining that to your buddy i thought they're gonna say when i turned to look back all i could see was like you know what never mind (laughs) okay i don't know like that one again is um it's a little freaky I, i there are some of those stories you hear of people getting in accidents on roads and the things that linger after. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, creepy. Uh, I hope you didn't shit your pants. <laughs> Do we know if this is a fact? Did the person shit their pants or, or is it just like hyperbole? I, I'm i going to guess it's hyperbole, but... It, I kind of yeah. hope it's not. <laughs> it just made me laugh really hard when I was editing it because everything else was just like kind of story-wise, but then it's just... <laughs> Let's be fair. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. We've all been there. Well, not exactly, but you get the point. When you're spooked, it's how it goes sometimes, I guess. <laughs> That's why I never eat before I go to a haunted house. Yeah. I haven't really <laughs> been to a haunted house, so. All right. Okay. So this fourth story is one of my own. It's still, I don't know, thinking about it, it still makes me uncomfortable, but... The same thing happened twice, and I think the first time I was about 12, and the second time probably around 13, so a year later. But the first time I was at my cousin's house, and it was later at night, probably around like 10 o'clock or something, and we had stayed up with my Nana to watch Anne of Green Gables, because we're super cool Canadians. Um, And the movie ended, and I walked back to my cousin's room to get ready for bed, and her and my my Nana, um, they must have stayed to clean up or something, I don't know. But I walked into my cousin's room, and out of the corner of my eye to my right, I could see something just was out of place. And I turned to look at it, 
and my cousin was in the corner and I knew for a fact she was down the hall but whoever this thing was was looking at me with such murderous rage and just hatred and I just froze and I stared back at it until my Nana came to check on me and I finally just broke out of the stupor I was in but she refused to believe me and thought I was silly no matter what I tried to say. The second time I was again at my friend's house and going up to their room and something was weird in the corner and I turned to look at it and it was my friend staring at me this time and again it was so much hatred and she looked like she was about to come at with come at me with a knife and I just it freaked me out again just having it happen the second time. Um, I can still remember the fear and it still makes me uncomfortable to this day even though I don't fully believe in the supernatural these experiences though I'm sure they're easily explainable make me unable to say I 100% don't believe. Man so this happened at 12 and 13. I think it was about that time yeah I don't uh, know for sure but. Puberty is a hell of a drug. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah. That's that's that is scary. It was really weird honestly. You know, like those, it's like the children, they have like their heads down and they're just staring at you with, in the in scary movies. It was yeah. exactly like that. Like the ring, kind of. Yeah, something, it was just something along those lines. And it was, it was just really weird. Because they just, I've never seen, it was like those hatred from movies and I'd never seen it in real life. But seeing that freaked me out so bad. And I don't even, I don't even know what hatred looks like. I'm just so likable. I've never had anyone look at me with hatred, oh. so I can't relate. Sorry. <laughs> Not all of us are perfect angels. But, no. It, yeah, it freaked me out. And it's it's one of those things that when I try to say, like, I 100% don't believe in the supernatural or the, that kind of stuff, like, I'm sure somebody can explain that and be like, oh, well, you're, you're sleepy. You were young. Like, I'm sure it's easily disprovable, but even if those things are um, like they're not true, it's still the memory of it. It freaks people out. Did you did you try and talk to them? Um, not from my remember. No, I think I just froze both times, and I'm just staring at it. I think I was really afraid that it was gonna like start moving towards me, because okay. that would freak me out worse. But <laughs> that actually be kind of a cool short horror film. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad that you're you're thinking of some different concepts for this. I'm sorry, I just want to monetize your trauma, that's all. I honestly, go for it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, I don't know, man. <laughs> Life's freaky, there's stuff that you can't explain. If you're a believer, if you're a disbeliever. So the fifth story is credited to Jack's dumb girlfriend, which Jack is having me read because he cannot call his girlfriend dumb. I don't think she's dumb. She's uh, not dumb. <laughs> I'd like to make that very clear. She is a lovely human being. <laughs> or at least she hasn't been dumb since I've known her. This was before we started dating, so maybe okay. she was dumb then. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll read this for for your for you, Jack, so I don't you don't ruin any loveliness that you have. Yeah, I wanna be in the doghouse. <laughs> okay. I was going to take the laundry off the line during a storm, and my dad had warned me that it might not be the best idea. So I was watching the line from a distance to make sure nothing blew off in the wind. 
30 seconds later, the laundry line was struck by lightning and the clothes on it were burnt to a crisp. It was the loudest bang I had ever heard and scared the crap out of me. I even felt the shock through my feet and into my fingers from the lightning traveling in the ground. It could have been a lot worse. So it's a short one, but... Yeah, I, I mean, this one's not supernatural, but yeah, that there's... definitely sounds like the scariest. Yeah, it's sort of like um, like stalker stories and those kind of stuff. Those freak me out way worse than paranormal stories. Because they're plausible, right? Yeah. Like, your health is actually at risk. I'm not saying, you know, the other stories weren't good and that those people, you know, oh, you shouldn't be scared. No. Yeah. But just... I would rather not be struck by lightning. <laughs> I think most of us would agree with that, yes. You know, like, what's a ghost baby going to do? You can punt it. Just yeah. It yeah, it's like the size of a football. <laughs> ghost oh, ghost babies, I want to see who would win, a b- lightning bolt or a ghost baby. Yeah. But, no, that's it is, it's freaky because it's even with um, – the freakiness of like people and how scary other people are having the environment around you be unpredictable. I don't know if I'd rank that below or above people, but it's, it's definitely scary. It's, it's weird, right? Cause they're scary for like the same, but different reasons. Yeah. The environment is predictable in the sense that certain things can happen and that's known. Like if there's yeah. a storm, they're, could be lightning right but it's unpredictable when there's a storm and humans are the other way around right because it's you know they're humans so they have limitations but it's completely unpredictable what they're going to do yeah i don't know what would you think is a scarier do you think the environment's scary or do you think other people are scarier um i would say other people are scary because the environment doesn't have the capacity for malice. Yeah. If you get struck by lightning, it's not because the universe wants to hurt you. It just happened. Yeah, that's a good point. But if someone, like, stabs me in the pelvis, pretty sure they want to hurt me. (laughs) So, this last story is a story of mine. Um, I was about eight or nine at the time. So I was walking through a nearby forest with my dad and we came into this clearing and there were about eight or nine trees that kind of circled the perimeter and each tree had a dollhouse nailed to it just hanging there and inside the dollhouses were dolls but they were all screwed up you know their hair was cut. Uh, Their clothes were ripped and things like that. Like, you know, Barbies, brats, that kind of stuff. And we were really weirded out by that. We were like, what is going on here? All these dolls, dollhouses nailed to trees. And there was no one around, nowhere to be seen, nothing like that. So we kind of just backed away and left. And then the next day, curiosity got the better of us. So we decided to go back. And we came to the exact same clearing again. And all of the dollhouses were gone. All but one of the dolls was gone. Right in the middle, there was a single doll sat right on the forest floor in the middle of a fire pit that wasn't there the day before. 
And that's it. That's the last we ever saw of those dolls. I came oh. back a couple of years later and there was no doll, no fire pit. I have no idea what was going on there. If it was some kind of weird Toy Story like ritual. But yeah, that's... that one makes me uncomfortable. I just, I don't know. Like, you know, kids are dumb. Kids do dumb stuff. Yeah. But where would you get all those dollhouses? Yeah, it's a lot of commitment, honestly. And, and why would you go through the the trouble of nailing nine dollhouses to nine different trees that you and have then, to carry into the forest? Then you might, like, nobody might see it if that's what they're trying to do, right? Yeah. And then, a chance no one saw it. And then coming back and picking them up and taking them away the next day. Yeah. Like, how, how did they know if, if there were kids how do they know that someone did see it yeah i think that one makes me like weirded out because it it's most likely people right and it's the unpredicted unpredictability of people yeah it and also just... begs the question if they were nearby watching us yeah because they'd have to see if there were people who went and saw their freaky little circle With... of dolls. yeah that you made it worse man <laughs> there's people just watching you being creeped out by these dollhouses oh well that that park that forest has had some really strange goings on yeah i know the park you're talking about it's not my favorite place <laughs> i don't want to go over time but it does remind me i just remembered i have another story from that park so i was there in the winter um it was about seven or eight o'clock at night so it's dark and i was sledding with two of my friends and we get to the bottom of the hill and we turn around and look up at the top of the hill and there's this what first looks like a man but has knees bent at about a 120 degree angle and is still seven feet tall pitch black like sprinting down the hill which is coated in ice and it stops and it just turns and looks down the hill towards us looks away and then slinks off into the trees and disappears and when we got up there there was no tracks in the snow yeah i hate that <laughs> we have no idea who that was either but it kind of uh, looked like a goat man with the legs bent and the fact that it could run down ice without slipping yeah that's that's some freaky stuff right there i would not enjoy that I just, the fact that you guys went up is impressive to me. I would have just sprinted away. Well, that's how we had to get home, so. Oh, jeez. We didn't really have an option but to walk through. Huh. Yay. I don't know, because I don't think our area is really known for, like, at least, um, I don't know any spooky stories, really, about our area. I know. I, it kind of pisses me off. I'm so bored all the time. I just want something creepy to happen. Yeah. Like, come on, what the heck? else did we have this relatively like oh no i don't want to say small town it's it's like that kind of gravity falls appeal yeah so that concludes our scary story episode i'm sure there are plenty more uh, that we haven't told i can remember several but we'll save them for a later occasion I hope you were thoroughly spooked, and I hope that if you told one or had one of your stories told, 
I didn't offend you by explaining it away. Um, we hope you have a happy Halloween, and we will see you in the next two weeks.